0: Welcome to our Gifts of God program. Today we are still in Chapter 9, and this is Section 4, The Holy Spirit's Plan of Forgiveness.
1: Atonement is for all, because it is the way to undo the belief that anything is for you alone. To forgive is to overlook. Look then beyond error, and do not let your perception rest upon it. For you will believe what you your perception holds. Accept as true only what your brother is, if you would know yourself. Perceive what he is not, and you cannot know what you are, because you see him falsely. Remember always that your identity is shared, and that in sharing is its reality.
0: Well, yeah, and it, it was um, kind of in keeping with yesterday where it said... Uh, when you try to correct a brother and you're sort of seeing his mistake and pointing out the mistake, it's almost like you're perceiving him as who he is not. Mm -hmm. And this is saying that it's always justified to perceive your brother as he truly is. And then in, in that overlooking his errors, you... absolved yourself it's like forgiveness and the atonement is given to you because you're giving it to others
1: you have a part to play in the atonement but the plan of the atonement is beyond you you do not understand how to overlook errors or you wouldn't you would not make them it would merely be further error to believe that either that you do not make them or that you can correct them without a guide to correction and if you do not follow this guide, your errors will not be corrected. The plan is not yours because of your limited ideas about what you are. This sense of limitation is where all errors arise. The way to undo them, therefore, is not of you, but for you. So we can't undo our errors by ourselves, it's saying, right? We need a guide.
0: Well, yeah, and the guide is always the Holy Spirit, you know, the guide. It capitalizes the word guide, yeah. and that would be the Holy Spirit Ooh. or Christ's vision or, you know, your divine connection, whatever that is, that's your guide. But the guide is telling you, overlook the errors, don't make them real, and that you don't know how to correct them so don't be on your high horse thinking that when you see other people making errors that it's up to you to to correct them
1: yeah we've had a lot on that point the atonement is a lesson in sharing which is given you because you have forgotten how to do it the holy spirit reminds you of the natural use of your abilities by reinterpreting the ability to attack into the ability to share He translates what you have made into what God created. If you would accomplish this through him, you cannot look on your abilities through the eyes of the ego, or you will judge them as it does. All their harmfulness lies in the ego's judgment. All their helpfulness lies in the judgment of the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. there is a judgment of the Holy Spirit but you have to be willing to hand over your assessment of any situation to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So otherwise you're judging it yourself and it's saying well that's, that's uh, that doesn't correct the error.
1: The ego too has a plan of forgiveness because you are asking for one though not of the right teacher. The ego's plan of course makes no sense and will not work. By following its plan, you will merely place yourself in an impossible situation to which the ego always leads you. The ego's plan is to have you see error clearly first and then overlook it. Yet how can you overlook what you have made real? By seeing it clearly, you have made it real and cannot overlook it. This is where the ego is forced to appeal to mysteries, insisting that you must accept the meaningless to save yourself. Many have tried to do this in my name forgetting that my words make perfect sense because they come from God. They are as sensible now as they ever were because they speak of ideas that are eternal. Yeah, so we're we're trying we we tend to make the error real and then overlook it instead of seeing it's not real in the first place.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my meaningless thought showing me a meaningless world. Well, we want to make the meaningless thought into something meaningful and then forgive it
1: yeah
0: and uh that's that's kind of like uh making the guilt real and then saying the guilt needs to be forgiven, but you still think the the either yourself or the other person is guilty, so you haven't really um transcended that and it, it's, it's like, you know, when he talked about the crucifixion, you know, that the crucifixion was not a sacrifice and he didn't die for our sins and all of that stuff. Because if you think somebody died for your sins, if you think some innocent person died for your guilt, you're going to feel more guilty. Yeah, right. So, so it's like you can't make the error real and then forgive it. The, the forgiveness is in seeing that the error is not real yeah. or the error is made by a self that's not real. you know when you, when you understand that the course is talking about the self God created and the self you made up called the ego, and then all error is of the ego. The self that God created it's not possible for that self to make errors. Mm-hmm. So if you're handing over the ego or you're transcending and stepping out of the ego into the self that God created, you've already left error behind. Mm. So there's if you're truly in that self, you, you wouldn't even make the errors real.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Forgiveness that is learned of me does not use fear to undo fear. Nor does it make real the unreal and then destroy it. Forgiveness through the Holy Spirit lies simply in looking beyond error from the beginning and thus keeping it unreal for you. Do not let any belief in its realness enter your mind or you will also believe that you must undo what you have made in order to be forgiven. What has no effect does not exist and to the Holy Spirit the effects of the error are non-existent. By steadily and consistently canceling out all of its effects, everywhere and in all respects he leads that the ego he teaches that the ego does not exist and proves it
0: read that last line again
1: um what has no effect does not exist and to the holy spirit the effects of the error are non-existent by steadily and consistently canceling out all its effects everywhere and in all respects he teaches that the ego does not exist and proves it
0: Okay. Well, then it's like a, it's, it's this thing about overlooking errors. It's very important in this process. Yeah. And, and we, we tend to fixate on errors and, um, yeah, that's n- not necessarily going to correct them.
1: Follow the Holy Spirit's teaching and forgiveness, then, because forgiveness is His function and He knows how to fulfill it perfectly. This is what I meant when I said that miracles are natural and when they do not occur, something has gone wrong. Miracles are merely the sign of your willingness to follow the Holy Spirit's plan of salvation, recognizing that you do not understand what it is. His work is not your function, and unless you accept this, you cannot learn what your function is. Um, What does that mean? His work is not your function.
0: Well, I mean, it's the job of the Holy Spirit to uh, lead you to true forgiveness. Okay. And that's his job, not yours. In other words, if you think you need to uh, figure it out um, without the Holy Spirit's help, and this is saying you can't figure it out, it's beyond you, it's not your plan. It's God's plan. Then you're not receiving what's available to you. It's like you have to, you have to almost see your helplessness in this situation. Mm. Like your, your ability to forgive or your ability to accept the atonement or, or employ the atonement in your life it's not your job that's the holy spirit's job but if you don't surrender to the holy spirit and you think it's still something you have to do then you're not going to receive the holy spirit's guidance Mm. you know it's it's um you know it's like when when tarji asked krishnamurti does life take care and he said yes when you completely let go Well, who has completely let go? Because that's what this is talking about. This is talking about you... The atonement is there for you, but you don't know how to use it, and you don't know how to access it. But the Holy Spirit does know. And if you can just let go of all your attempts to forgive from your perspective then you, you activate the Holy Spirit doing that for you, and then you receive it. But you have to go through the Holy Spirit. You, you cannot figure this out yourself.
1: The confusion of functions is so typical of the ego that you should be quite familiar with it by now. The ego believes that all functions belong to it, even though it has no idea what they are. This is more than mere confusion. It's a particularly dangerous combination of grandiosity and confusion that makes the ego likely to attack anyone and anything for no reason at all. This is exactly what the ego does. It's unpredictable and in it's, its responses because it has no idea what it perceives. If you have no idea what is happening, how appropriately can you expect to react? You might ask yourself, regardless of how you may account for the reaction, whether it's unpredictability places the ego in a sound position as your guide. Let me repeat that the ego's qualifications as a guide are singularly unfortunate and that it is remarkably poor choice as a teacher of salvation. Anyone who elects elects a totally insane guide must be totally insane himself, nor is it true that you do not realize the guide is insane. You realize it because I realize it, and you have judged it by the same standard I have.
0: Well, it's like saying we kind of know our ego's insane, but we're not willing to drop it. Mm. And we keep trying to use the ego as our guide, and we get the same crazy, confused results.
1: Yeah. The ego literally lives on borrowed time, and it stays our number. Do not fear the last judgment, but welcome it, and do not wait, for the ego's time is borrowed from your eternity. This is the second coming that was made for you as the first was created. The second coming is merely the return of sense. Can this possibly be fearful? I think the second coming, they always say, is the end of the ego's rule, right?
0: Yeah, and it's our acceptance of the atonement. And also seeing that it's not something we do uh, to employ or activate the atonement. It's something we undo. It's something we let go of, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, the more you let go of the ego, the more you reach this point where you see the ego is not going to take you anywhere wise. And you stop using the ego, then you're accepting the atonement. But it's it's not a doing, it's an undoing. It's like being willing to drop it, you know? If you see a habit you're doing, right? And and then at some point you see well that habit I'm doing is uh self-destructive. And and then maybe later you see, wow, that not only is that a habit, that's an addiction I have and it, I'm addicted to that habit which is self-destructive. Well, now you need the atonement and you need the Holy Spirit to help you drop it. Drop that that addiction, drop yeah. that uh pattern, right, yeah, so okay, so it's not something you're learning, it's something you're letting go of, it's a dropping what? and 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 this is the action of the Holy Spirit, so when you can accept the atonement, that means you've dropped all those self destructive tendencies.
1: Mm. What can be fearful about fantasy, and who turns to fantasy unless he despairs? of finding satisfaction in reality. Yet it is certain that you will never find satisfaction in fantasy so that your only hope is to change your mind about reality. Only if the decision that reality is fearful is wrong can God be right, and I assure you that God is right. Be glad then that you have been wrong, but this was only because you did not know what you were. Had you known, you could no more have been wrong than God can. The impossible can happen only in fantasy. When you search for reality in fantasies, you will not find it. The symbols of fantasy are of the ego and those you will find many, but do not look for meaning in them. They have no meaning, no more meaning than the fantasies in which they were woven. Fairy tales can be pleasant or fearful, but no one calls them true. Children may believe them, and so for a while the tales are true for them. Yet when reality dawns, the fantasies are gone. Reality has not gone in the meanwhile. The second coming is the awareness of reality, not in its return. Behold, my child, reality is here. It belongs to you and me and God, and is perfectly satisfying to all of us. Only this awareness heals, because it is the awareness of truth.
0: Oh, okay, so truth is here. And the truth is, um, nothing your true self did ever was wrong. So therefore, your true self doesn't need forgiveness. Forgiveness is just your process of letting go of the ego. And you don't do that by making the ego's errors real. You, you overlook the ego's errors and you're dropping that thought system which you were using that committed the errors. Mm. So, so it's like, uh, mm. yeah, it's just like a release. It's almost like you have to be willing to go to zero. You have to be willing to be empty and just, totally admit your guidance system was off and that now you have a new guide called the Holy Spirit and you may not even know what that guide is trying to do Mm. but all you know is the way you were trying to do it did not work and you're not going to do that anymore
1: so let's do lesson 251 I am need of nothing but the truth Okay. I sought for many things and I found despair Now do I seek but one, for in that one is all I need, and only what I need, all that I sought before I needed not, and did not even want, my only need I did not recognize. But now I see that I need only truth, in that all needs are satisfied, all cravings end, all hopes are finally fulfilled, and dreams are gone. Now have I everything that I could need, now have I everything that I could want, and now at last I find myself at peace. And the prayer is, And for that peace, our Father, we give thanks. What we denied ourselves, you have restored. And only that is what we really want.
0: Yeah, and and this uh, Holy Spirit that we're not fully aware of, that can guide us there, and represents the truth. I'm in need of nothing but the truth. Well, the Holy Spirit is only going to tell you the truth. And it's like, even though we're not fully in touch with it, we can trust it. I think if we could approach it that way, then the more we trust that the Holy Spirit is leading us and we don't know how to go, our guidance from the ego always led us in the wrong way or not fully problem free right so if we give that up and we say okay holy spirit here we are we're ready to be guided and we reach that point of surrender then we're close to allowing the holy spirit to do the work do the guidance Mm -hmm. and then the more we can let go and let that guidance come forth the more demonstrations of it working are there and therefore we have more trust in it and more faith in it and we can be more in touch with the holy spirit and that's how you do it i mean in the beginning you don't really know what you're doing and you have to admit you don't know what you're doing and then the holy spirit can come in But if you think you know what you're doing, you're not going to surrender, you're not going to let go enough for the Holy Spirit to do His work. Mm. Because you think you already know it. So it's it's a deep lesson. And that's the Holy Spirit's, you know, uh, way of forgiveness. It's like, when all your other ways are given up and you don't know what you're doing, then the Holy Spirit can take over.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay you